And so it's hard to give a sample pathway. Everyone's path will be different, but I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't lay out an ideal starting. So from ages zero to three, I suggest starting gymnastics. Practice throwing, kicking, swinging, running, climbing, swimming, and jumping. Encourage as much unstructured free play as possible. Yeah, straight A student, but I'm friends with the cool kids. Following the rules in the rubric. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the GT Performance Podcast, where we have a conversation dedicated to athlete development, so you can help your athlete get faster, stronger, healthier, and maximize their athletic career. My name is Dr. Zach Geyser, and I'm a sports performance coach, physical therapist, girl dad, and nerd about all things athletics. And in case you couldn't tell, I'm a little bit under the weather, so my voice is a little bit gone. We're going to push through, though. Today, I want to have a conversation about specialization. And in fact, I'm going to take an unpopular stance and say that every athlete should specialize if they want to reach their highest potential. I know what you're thinking. What in the world did this guy just say? It's heresy, blasphemous. Specialization is criminal. It's destroying athletes. I get it. Just hear me out. If you're strapped for time, here's the TLDR version. Specializing too early increases your athlete's risk of injury, decreases their physical movement library, increases the odds of burnout, and decreases the odds that they align with their unique gifts and interests. Diversifying too late decreases your athlete's opportunity to improve their athleticism and decreases their odds of developing a polished skill set. At some point, focusing on one particular sport is going to have a higher return on investment than playing multiple sports. This point is different for everyone. There really is no standard definition of sports specialization. So I'm referring to the process of an athlete prioritizing and focusing on one singular main sport. Specialization can come in a number of flavors, each with its own unique implications. One flavor, one genre of flavors, I should say, is timing. So early sports specialization involves an athlete specializing at the age of 12 or younger. Late sports specialization involves an athlete specializing at the age of 16 or older. Though no one ever talks about it, I guess we can really refer to specializing between 12 and 15 as mid-sports specialization. Another genre, another flavor of specialization that we can have is the degree of specialization. And this isn't something that's segmented elsewhere. The degree of specialization is the category I've created, but I believe that it's paramount in making sure that we are able to talk about this in a coherent, uh, intelligent way and have a nuanced conversation about specialization. So first degree specialization is when an athlete clearly states their favorite sport, but does not prioritize it to the detriment of other sports. A second degree specialization involves an athlete having a main sport. It's clearly prioritized over other sports at this point in time. So this could be like a 16-year-old football player whose main sport is football, but they also play baseball in the spring. He might go out uh, to all of the baseball games and all the practices, but he's going to train intensely to get ready for those college camps that he has in the summer, those college football camps he has in the summer, even if it results in excessive soreness and worsened performance on the diamond. So he knows his priority is football. That's the sport he wants to play at the next level. That's where he has the highest opportunity. That's his main sport. And so he's specialized to a degree in that he's willing to sacrifice some baseball performance, some baseball accolades for the sport of football, for the sake of getting better at football. Another example of second degree specialization would be a 13-year-old softball player who plays softball and basketball. But her main sport is softball, and so even during basketball season, she's going to softball showcases, she's going to softball 
uh, practices for a travel team, that's second degree specialization. Third degree specialization is when an athlete ceases all other competitive sports and is solely focused on one single sport. That's what we typically think of when we think of specialization. It's the complete isolation of one sport. These two variables, time and degree, can be paired together to further specify the specialization. So that you could have a second degree late specialization. You could have first degree early specialization. You could have first degree third special. Uh, I'm sorry, third degree early specialization. So um, these are just these just allow us to further specify the specialization. There are four main reasons why people hate specialization. Number one, research shows that athletes who specialize have higher injury rates. Number two, playing multiple sports provides physical development benefits. Number three, playing multiple sports provides psychological development benefits. Number four, most elite professional athletes played multiple sports in high school. So if you reverse engineer the GOATs, that tells us playing multiple sports helped them reach that level. I'm going to dive e into each one of these a little bit further. Specialization and injury. So in academia, both specialization and injury are poorly defined. It's hard to study them individually. If you put them together, it's a nightmare. So specialization, we talked about it. there's various levels of specialization. We have all those different degrees, all the timing. And so when you just, just talk about specialization, it becomes a little bit hard to isolate and study that variable. Injury, though it seems straightforward, is actually a really challenging variable to, to study because you think about an injury, we don't know exactly what one person would consider an injury versus not considering it an injury. So um, some people use games missed. And I know that I've played through some significant injuries and I didn't necessarily miss a game. It was really hard to play but they wouldn't be considered an injury in that study. So because we have different variables or different definitions for these variables, it can be challenging to study them in a truly academic setting. When you dig into the research, it shows that it's a bit more murky and less clear than some people will cite. So some people say there's these straightforward relationships between specialization and injury, and to a degree there are, but it's a little bit more murky and less clear than it seems on the surface. This is where logical thinking can play an important role in making better decisions. So with specialization, we're mainly concerned about overuse injuries. If you do the same movement over and over again without variety for a prolonged period of time, then you're more likely to have an overuse injury. That's just common sense. If you do the same thing over and over again, that's how an overuse injury has to occur. If this repetitive stress is applied to a developing, untrained, weak, pre or early, early pubescent athlete, then common sense will also tell us if this repetitive stress is applied to developing, untrained, weak, pre- or early pubescent athletes, then common sense will also tell us that these injuries are even more likely to occur. So if somebody's not physically prepared for the demands of all of that repeated stress, they're more likely to get an overuse injury. That's, again, just common sense. So early specialization of anything over first degree is going to increase injury risk. Playing any sport year-round is going to increase injury risk, especially at younger ages. So the more you do the same thing over and over and over again, the less prepared you are for that demand, the more likely you are going to get injured. So yeah, you're probably more likely to get injured if you specialize early. When it comes to physical development, playing a bunch of different sports as you're growing up is called sampling. Different sports require us to move in different ways and accomplish different tasks. Like you haven't ever kicked something in a baseball game or caught a ball in a soccer game. So those are different skills that you get from different games and different tasks. Sampling sports with different movement patterns exposes your athlete to a more rich proprioceptive environment. 
So let's dive a little deeper into what a proprioceptive environment even is. You think of their proprioceptive environment as akin to the training data for artificial intelligence. If an AI model is just trained on James Patterson novels, its capabilities are going to be limited. If it's trained on every book ever written, it's going to be able to make logical leaps in new situations and articulate insights more clearly. So if it's just chained on James Patterson novels, then it's going to be able to think like James Patterson. It's going to be able to create plots like James Patterson. It's going to be able to come to, come to conclusions about James Patterson novels, but it's only going to be limited to James Patterson's thought processes. If it's trained on every book ever written, though, it's going to be able to make really novel leaps. It's going to be able to draw conclusions from a bunch of different areas. It's going to be able to uh, be able to produce logical leaps in new situations. If your athlete only plays softball her entire life, then her ability to understand how her body operates is going to be limited. If she samples softball, soccer, basketball, gymnastics, and swimming at various times throughout her childhood and early adolescence, she's going to have a wide range of movement skills and have a much higher athletic ceiling when she does decide to double down on softball. Specializing and focusing on one sport does allow for greater fine-tuning of specific skills. Steph Curry is a great shooter because he shoots 500 shots a day. Repetition does matter but it's often best layered on after achieving a diverse movement skill set, not before. Let's move on to psychological components. Burnout is real. Doing the same thing day after day, month after month, and year after year is mentally exhausting. Chick-fil-A makes great food. Their drive through lanes resemble New York City traffic jams for a reason. People love it. In college, our team would get it for us every time we traveled and every time we had a post-practice meal. It was great until it wasn't. I got exhausted with eating mildly soggy Chick-fil-A sandwiches every week for four years. It took me six years after graduating to step into a Chick-fil-A store without feeling nauseous. If an athlete plays the same sport year round or eight to nine months out of the year, that's essentially year round, from the age of six until 18, they're going to get sick of it. I don't care how much they tell you they love it when they're 12, it catches up with them eventually. I've seen it time and time again. Furthermore, the sampling period allows them to find the path that most aligns with their unique interests and physical gifts. The more aligned they are, the more confidence they'll have, and the more they'll enjoy their athletic career. The more someone enjoys what they do, the more likely they are to achieve greatness in that field. Something I see time and time again is people talking about elite athletes and how they played multiple sports growing up. I saw a tweet or ex-post or whatever we're calling it nowadays that summed this point up really well. Quote, Multi-sport participation is like most everything in training. It's helpful until it's not. And that point is different for everyone. For rare athletes, their 20s. For good athletes, some point in high school. Some 12-year-olds have to go all in on one sport just to have a sport to play. And that's a tweet from Nathan Huffstutter from uh, Simply Faster. His Twitter handle is at Coach's Vision. We're all playing by different rules. Patrick Mahomes played three sports at a high level because he is athletically superior to most everyone else on the planet, not vice versa. Some athletes go to big schools where 50 plus girls try out for a 12 person middle school volleyball team. Athletes here might have to specialize just because they aren't good enough at multiple sports to play multiple sports. Some athletes go to small schools where they're begging a ninth girl to come out for high school softball just so they have enough to field a team. Athletes here might play four sports throughout high school because they want to just maximize their enjoyment of high school sports with no particular ambitions of becoming great at one singular sport. There isn't a right answer. We're all playing by different rules. Specializing too early is a problem if you want your athlete to reach their highest potential, but so is diversifying too late. 
At some point, focusing on one particular sport is going to have a higher return on investment than playing multiple. If you play three to four sports year round, you will not have an off season to get. If you play to three, if you play. If you play three to four sports year-round, you will not have an off-season to dedicate to improving your athletic engine and honing your craft. There is a reason we don't see athletes play multiple sports at the professional level, and if we ever do, it's so rare that they make a documentary about it. If you haven't caught on by now, there is no one right answer. Specializing too early has issues. Specializing too late has issues. And so it's hard to give a sample pathway. Everyone's path will be different, but I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't lay out an ideal starting point. So from ages zero to three, I suggest starting gymnastics. Practice throwing, kicking, swinging, running, climbing, swimming, and jumping. Encourage as much unstructured free play as possible. From ages three to nine, stay in gymnastics. Sign up for every sport under the sun that your kid will agree to play. Make sure one of those sports involves swinging an object, one involves throwing an object, one involves kicking an object, and one involves a lot of running and change of direction. Encourage as much unstructured free play as possible. From the ages of 9 to 12, gymnastics participation becomes a little bit more optional. They've got a robust foundational skill set from that. Choose three to four sports that they enjoy the most and play those. If they show interest, they can begin to have semi-structured training for physical development. Still, encourage as much unstructured free play as possible. From ages 13 to 15, Choose the two to three sports that they enjoy the most and play those. A main sport may be identified at this time. Begin more structured physical development training at this point in time. From ages 16 to 18, choose the one to two sports they enjoy the most. Prioritize a main sport. Train intensely and purposefully. From ages 18 on, focus on one sport and pursue it with great intensity and focus. Here are some takeaways and my two cents. Number one, specialization is going to happen for everyone who wants to be great at a sport. It just happens at different times for different people. Number two, demonizing kids for not playing three sports throughout high school is unfair and unhelpful. Number three, making kids choose a main sport at 11 years old is also unfair and unhelpful. Number four, specializing too early increases your athlete's risk of injury, decreases their physical movement library, increases the odds of burnout, and decreases the odds that they align with their unique gifts and interests. Number five, diversifying too late decreases your opportunity to improve your athleticism and decreases your odds of developing a polished skill set. Number six, at some point, focusing on one particular sport is going to have a higher return on investment than playing multiple sports. This point is different for everyone. And I want to leave you with one quick thought on the quote unquote right answer. This is a quote I've become very fond of over the recent weeks from economist Thomas Sowell. There is no solution. There are only trade-offs. We spend so much time looking for the right answer, and it doesn't exist. There are trade-offs for every decision we make. Choose the trade-offs that most align with your life goals and values. Then find peace knowing you can't solve everything all the time. If you want access to the latest athlete development information, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter at gtperformance.co, not .com. And if you could please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast, that means a lot. Until next time, be greater than. Yeah, straight A student, but I'm friends with the cool kids. Following the rules and the rubric. Freestyle on the